What's up, everybody? Ryan back again with another installment of Kick It With Kitty. And this is one of the types of interviews that I have been dying to do. And wouldn't you know it, Kitty beat me to it. It's getting to know the people in the Austin metal community outside of just the bands. Because, you know, as she says in the interview, it takes more than just the musicians to make all this happen. We're talking venue owners, production managers, uh, but then it comes down to the photographers and videographers. And she sits down in this interview with Eric from Necroblanca Photography and Design. You know, because they're the ones that capture the energy and the essence and just the the intimacy of, of the live performance. Because if you can't make it, you know, you catch a, a video or check out, you know, whatever photos came of that night. And, you know, I can personally attest to this from live streaming shows and taking photography myself that, you know, when you're behind the lens, you're just, you're in it. And you know that you're trying to produce this just 100% best shot of the night so that everybody can just, you know, kind of look at it and go, damn, I should have been there. <laughs> but, you know, they discuss his longtime contributions to the Austin's extreme metal scene. And plus he shares some insights on, to, uh, you know, concert photography. And, you know, in the episode, he talked about like the band hierarchy where everybody stands, uh, you know, singer here, drummer there. <laughs> like that was pretty interesting, which I kind of knew secretly, but, you know, he kind of he kind of let the cat out of the bag. But anyway, it's a really great episode. I'm glad that she got a hold of him and he actually designed the cover photo for today. So shout out to him. Uh, link in the descriptions to where you can book him. And honestly, I was looking at his website and there's some value there because I remember trying to set pricing for concert photography and live streaming for, for bands, understanding the budgets that I was working with. And his pricing looks pretty damn competitive. And plus his work, uh, I mean, it speaks for itself. So go check it out. And like I said, link in the description. And you can probably catch him sometimes around Come and Take It Live, our sponsor. <laughs> but come and take it live.com, come and take it productions.com, hit the events calendar tab, scroll over to the Eventbrite website and check out, you know, the upcoming shows. But as we always say, support your local bands. If you see a show that you want to go to, even if you're there for the headliner, buy your ticket from the opening act, uh, the locals, because that money goes directly back in their pocket and it helps the venue kind of gauge, you know, their draw and their pool and, you know, how they're doing. So always, always, always buy from your locals, support your local in any way that you can. So here we go. Necroblanc. You're listening to the ATX Metal Podcast. This segment is called Kick It With Kitty. My name is Kitty Farmer. I'm the host of this podcast segment. This episode is very exciting for me to record. As you know, many of the interviews that we do on this podcast are with musicians and bands, but the Austin and Texas metal scene can't run 
without promoters, without podcasters, without authors and zine writers and venues and photographers, the people who make us look great and who make our image come to life. I'm super excited to welcome the man himself, my favorite. Can you please introduce yourself, uh, say your name and the name of your business? Oh, hi. This is, I'm, my name is Eric Redhauer. I'm from Neverblanca Photography. I shoot in and around Austin, Texas. I've been doing that for about, oh, seven years now. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Kitty. I'm stoked that you're here. As a little aside, um, you know, whenever I open my Facebook Messenger and I see all the pictures of the people I've been talking to, a good portion of those pictures are all your photos. <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have. My profile picture is one of your photos. As you can see, um, I always say Necroblanca has taken your picture and it's not your profile picture. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> That's very kind. Thank you. It, it, it really is. It, it means a lot. You know, um, I started doing this about 2014. Uh, it's kind of a way to, you know, just actually just go to shows without feeling like, you know, like, a, you know, just a little anxious or whatever. It was just, and I was into, into photography. I've been shooting a little bit on and off since college. So, you know, I, I went to a show. Uh, it was, um, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Absu. Midnight, Morbosa Dodd, Morgan Grau, and Widower. And Widower hired me after I showed them the pictures I shot from that show. And then the kind of it just kind of went from there, you know? So yeah, it's been a long time doing this and, uh, and a really great experience, far more than I ever really ever set out to do. I didn't even, you know, it wasn't even, I had no idea that it would go, that I would be doing anything like this for that long. So it's been very exciting. And it's just great to, you know, be out in, in the world and meet people and all that good stuff. I had no idea about your origin story doing metal photography. Um, I think that would resound with a lot of us because, you know, I know I go to shows a lot by myself and I feel awkward. Actually, that happened recently and you were there and it made me feel so much better. Um, you tapped me on the shoulder and I was like, who is this? It's Eric. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. It's It's, you know... It is oftentimes a, a difficult thing to be, you know, surrounded by people, you, you know, especially if you don't know anybody. So in any in any situation, even if it's one you feel, you know, normally fairly comfortable in. And, you know, like the camera kind of gave me a little way to just not think about that and just, you know, put that energy somewhere else, apply that. So I wasn't thinking about, you know, like, you know, you're kind of in a you know, strange bar. You don't know anybody. So. <laughs> I know, you know, a lot of us, myself included, like to go to metal shows and I'll take, you know, a video for my Instagram story. I'll take some pictures uh, just for me to remember the show by. Mm -hmm. But you, of course, are a professional photographer. Obviously, you edit the photos. The composition's always great. When I look through the photos that I've, you know, hired you to, to take of my band, you always capture those funny little moments like me making like a funny facial expression or just mm -hmm. like something we don't even know we do. Would you say that you're uh, a trained photographer, like even before you got started with metal photography or was it more something you developed um, as um, you were going? Oh yeah. Great question. Um, uh, it, I took some, I kind of got into it when I was really young as an interest. You know, I, I discovered some old photos of my father's like from Vietnam and thought, and, I, and he had his old camera that he bought, you know, and some 
PX, you know, overseas in the sixties, you know, or seventies, seventies. And, um, you know, I just remember being kind of fascinated by it, but I really never explored that interest till later when I was in college, I took a couple of classes and I got interested. And the problem back then was that film photography is kind of an expensive hobby. You know, if you're doing it professionally, you know, I learned how to do darkroom stuff and spent a lot of time, you know, really developing it as a craft, but you know, it's not something that unless you really want to make a serious investment in it, that you can do professionally. And I just didn't have that kind of interest in the time. So, you know, when, when the digital revolution happened, it became so much easier to get into that. And, and then when I discovered using that, that gateway to get back good into the music photography and the challenges that that kind of provided me creatively, is it all sort of coincided with my sort of getting into graphic design and moving from studio work into design work and just a way to kind of get in a different, you know, headspace about, you know, being involved in that and getting out in the world, I guess. Um, but yeah, it really developed because of that, my skill set, you know, and then it's applied through every other type of photography that I do, be it landscape or portrait, you know, promotional work. The only real difference is, is that, you know, you're not in control of anything. You have to really watch people and learn how you know, watch for patterns in the lights and, you know, learn when someone's the drummer's going to be lit, which is almost never. <laughs> so anyway, you know, it, it just, it really helped me. Yeah. It really helped me develop my craft. And I would see other concert photographers, you know, post their work. And I tried really hard not to spend too much time on it. I'm a real big fan of a lot of people's, but I don't spend a ton of time. There are a few people that, you know, I, I geek out over, um, uh, Anna Hummel of Photophobic Reflections is really great. And I've gotten to meet her. She's fantastic. Her and uh, Oscar Moreno San Antonio, who just does amazing, amazing crowd work. He has one of the more unique guys in, in Texas scene. If you have never checked him out, please do. And, and as well as Photophobic Reflections. I don't know if she's still active as a concert shooter or not, but she's amazing work. And, you know, just kind of using those people's inspiration, not just to not trying to mimic, but they see how they solve certain visual problems that I run into. And, and that's kind of also ties in like design work as well, because you have to be more of a problem solver. And concert shooting is a problematic, unless you're in a really well lit stadium or something, it is a problematic art form. It's never, and that randomness is both frustrating and challenging. Are there any certain moments you look for when you're photographing a live show? Or do you just... Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I do, um, you know, there are certain lighting conditions and especially if you go to venues a lot, like you go to like, I'll just use come and take it as a, as a great example that have a fairly complex light show for, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, one of the like mid sized venues, you look for where the lights are hitting people, the kind of patterns that they're running in. And especially if they're flipping on and off white light. My, my advice for every budding concert photographer is get to know the sound and lighting person at your venue and see if they'll, you know, throw your bone, throw some white light in there. It makes the world a difference. And also it just, you know, it just, yeah, it improves your, improves every shot. And if you, and if you can't, you have to make do, then you just make do. I mean, you try to find something to go for. Um, like I can give an example of like, so 1349 came out and had like no, almost no light at all. It's like, oh my God, there's a lot of silhouette work. I mean, some of it came out really cool. You just have to, like I said, you just have to take what you're given and, you know, try to capture the energy that they're putting out anyway. And, um, you know, just, just kind of do your best and make it work. Yeah. Get, get to the lingo. That's like tip, pro tip number one, try to just, you know, be friends. <laughs> so speaking of being friends, speaking of 
knowing people and being able to predict what they're going to do. Like you mentioned, you've been part of the Austin and Central Texas metal scene for some time. And, you know, you've been with a lot of people in today's um, Austin and Texas metal band back maybe four or five bands ago for, for several of them. You've known me way before I even started to do music. Um, who are some bands that you've been working with over that whole decade and change? Uh, when, let's see. Uh, God, it, it, the list, the list is long. Um, I, I, you know, imprecation has, I have a great relationship with those guys. Um, you know, been fortunate enough to work on some great projects with them. Um, they've got a new album coming out at some point in the near future ish, I guess final delays, you know, uh, apparently is a huge problem these days, but yeah, it, they've been a fantastic creative partner. Uh, the guys in Krigstrov, uh, you know, I've worked with them on, I think their last three albums doing either photography or the layout artwork or both. And that they've been a, a great creative partner as well. And, and I'm also just, you know, I'm, you know, it helps that I'm also like huge, huge fans of these bands, you know, and there, you know, there were a couple of times when you had to just like, you know, stop and go, wow, like, you know, I get to work with this, this album. It is really cool, you know, and it is, it is really great. And um, uh, let's see who else, who else, uh, right now I'm working with uh, the guys in martyred on some photography for their upcoming release. Uh, let's see, goodness, uh, Suspiriorum doing some photography and some like composite work for them. Um, and just, you know, just kind of keeping busy, uh, and just, you know, they're kind of, kind of just take them as they come. I've got some live shoots coming up and some other from promotion work. Oh, uh, the guys from Horror Bethlehem will be in the garage this weekend to take some photos. I hope that they bring uh, their own towels because it's hot in there. It's really, it's going to be sweaty. It's going to be a sweaty shoot. Just hearing you name all those bands. So many of those people are my friends. So many of those people are some of my favorite bands. I, it makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's just, that's a short, that's a short list. I mean, you know, I, I've, you know, I've been fortunate, like, so, like, you know, I work with Jake Holmes a lot on a lot of his myriad pro, you know, projects. Uh, so shout out to Jake and, uh, you know, keep, keep them coming, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jake is my fave. I noticed like the majority of CDs in my car CD changer are his bands. I'll be happy to hear that. I was like, I stand, um, which the, the latest one that you did with him is Exocatharsis, right? Yeah. That's one of his little more like traditional metal projects. I, I'm not, you know, it's kind of be interesting to see where he goes with that. Um, so yeah, that's, that was the latest one and we'll see what he's got up. You know, they all got up their sleeves next. Um, everybody got, you know, everything out. So now it's just a concert glut to deal with. It's kind of an embarrassment of riches on the concert calendar these days. So. I mean, yeah, like you've been doing this for a long time and, you know, the COVID thing hit us like a sack of bricks, I'm sure for everybody. You know, what were some of your experiences going from being at all the shows? And I know because I saw you at all the shows, taking photos to it, just halting out of nowhere. You know, um, I guess it, at first it was like, you know, oh, you know, I was like, wow, you know, I haven't really not taken a vacation and like from doing this in like six months. So maybe this will be an interesting, you know, just, you know, because, you know, if no one else is doing it, you don't really feel like you're missing out. So it's like, there's no show. And, and, and by the way, I don't want to even begin to suggest that, you know, not taking concert photos is, you know, akin to 
anything anybody else went through, you know, but just as, as a, as it impacted this particular experience in my life. But yeah, it was, it was, it sucked. I mean, just, it was, you know, it was no fun. And, you know, I had to kind of learn, okay, well, what can I do? You know, so, you know, we, we, I managed to, even during that worked on, you know, an imprecation video and a, you know, an old haunted hospital, you know, had some really cool and fun photo shoots at the house. You know, we just kind of just shuffle people in one at a time, mask up and mask off, you know, and then back outside, you know, it's just kind of corral in the side, you know, so you just had to find ways to keep things going and, you know, just be creative in how you solve some of those little problems of, you know, keeping people apart. So it wasn't as much downtime as far as being, you know, involved with bands and being involved with other people. It was just, you know, the live stuff. Um, it was actually more of a shot going back into it because it was just like, wow, I haven't lugged around, you know, this gear for seven hours in, you know, two years almost. And it really is a lot heavier than I remember. <laughs> so I just went to Hell's Heroes recently and I was just, you know, I was, I was only going to be able to go for the pre-fest and the festival, which was great enough because I got to shoot, you know, Dark Angel from the photo pit, which was just a dream come true. So it's like I could stop there and be good. I won't, but I could, you know, and uh, just, yeah. So I went to Hell's Heroes at the end of the second day. Uh, so at the end of the second day of her second day of my being at Hell's Heroes at the actual day one of the festival, I was about, you know, I was like, okay, I'm good. My feet are dying. I'm, you know, my, my neck hurts. My back hurts. This camera's too dang heavy. So, you know, it was just, you know, kind of beat the physicality of it, I guess, was a little bit you know, it's hard to stand up for seven hours. Like I'm almost 50 years old. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not that it's, it's just, you know, I, I had not gotten that muscle memory back for lugging around your weight, you know? So, yeah. Although it was I mean, a fantastic festival. I highly recommend it for everybody. It's actually, it should be mandatory for all Texans to go. I mean, I'm not trying to flex here. I know I always make reference to how long we've known each other, how long you've been in the scene. Partly because I'm honored to call you my longtime friend, but also <laughs> as a comment, um, you know, a lot of us that you've been knowing for this past decade, we've been getting older. We've still been doing the metal thing, but we're getting older and older. You know, you met me and I was a little spring chicken in my 20s. And now I'm, you know, my 30s. You hear my knee pop, I'm sure. And we're we're doing this <laughs> together. We're, yeah, we're. Exactly. We're aging. We're growing up. I can barely lift my microphone. Um, you've seen <laughs> not just COVID, but so many changes. You've seen us age, you know, you've seen us grow up. You've yeah, seen us well, go I mean, in and out of bands. As a metal, as just a metal fan, I've seen, you know, just the evolution of heavy metal from just like, there was just heavy metal when I was a kid, you know, it wasn't 8,000 genres, subgenres, you know, so it's, it's, a it's become a, a gigantic, you know, hugely prolific art form, you know, and, if you're if you're into photographing weird stuff or you know there's somebody out there who will let you do it for their album cover so you know it's <laughs> it's what i always tell people just you know get out there and, and do it you know find out what you want to shoot so clearly your passion for metal shines through as i was kind of mentioning earlier in the podcast you catch these moments of live shows that are very interesting to the viewer and you know bring that action to the viewer even in a still photo mm -hmm. and to anybody seeing your work, your love um, of the genre runs deep. And I was just wondering, like you said, growing up with metal, being immersed in it and its mythology and its tropes, when it comes to, you know, like music videos, when it comes to promotional photos, how much influence do you have in the overall look and aesthetic or do the bands usually bring it to you? 
Um, I, I, it, it depends. It, that's a great question. I have uh, done both. You know, I have been asked, you know, do I know where, you know, and by the way, it's kind of a common myth that photographers know where all the cool stuff is. It's, we know where some cool stuff is, you know, but it, I've had people ask me if I know where abandoned morgues are. It's like, yeah, no, 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 I do. Like, sure. You know, I got five of them, but anyway, um, <laughs> Um, yeah i mean it is i i really do love it when the the band can come to me with a, a bit of an idea of what they want because ultimately it's their vision and and you know if they want me to capture just what they're putting out that's fine that's great i can do that or if you they want me to help them craft something that's a little bit more you know of an aesthetic like, like i did with them suspiriorum which was kind of zombie themed there's just more narrative which was kind of a lot of fun. It's a different challenge. So it, it really is, it can be, it can be both. And I really do. I, I, it helps me out a lot, you know, to get, cause I can plan. I get a bunch of reference photos. Hey, we like this look or we like this feel or, you know, something or, you know, or they can just, you know, I've, you know, I've had bands just say surprises for something. Okay. <laughs> I hope you like it. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, it can be either or both or, you know, or, you know, or you have to just make something up on the fly. I had a, a shoot with the guys from Trenchant for, you know, and the location that we wanted to shoot didn't exist anymore. So we had to just kind of make something up on the fly. So it wasn't exactly what we were going for, but it worked. You know, you just make it work. Mentioning before, and don't we all know it, the 152,000 subgenres of metal and in my mind, I associate you a lot with like the very like gritty, like black death type stuff. And you pulled that off really well, but I was so impressed. Um, I saw a promotional picture that you took of Asperia and Sorrow where the lead singer was like in this really cool costume. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, very, very theatrical shoot. That was really just something that they came up with. On, that was all them. Um, I just had to make all I had to do was do the set dressing and the lighting. That was all their concept. So, you know, it was just kind of a quick impromptu thing, I think for them. Um, Not, but yeah, I I do love that kind of stuff. And I kind of, you know, as, as it kind of, now we're getting into the, like, you got to sweat real hard to go to a show. Um, I kind of try to focus a little more on promotional stuff so I can stay, I can stay at home and not feel bad. You know, guys, it's just hot. You know, um, but yeah, I, I do like experimenting. Um, you know, I've, I've got some new like things I've been playing with, you know, in my downtime, it's, you know, in my, my home studio to try to employ on the next couple shoots. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's always a fun experiment and, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, but it's always fun to try new shit. I love that. Is somebody, um, I'll be the first to say my sense of composition and visual aesthetics is not as strong as I would hope. For somebody to bring that vision to life is incredible. Uh, as you mentioned, you're a graphic designer, so you can pull it together on a computer, but you also have to manipulate people in real life for the photos um, to create those compositions. Yeah, I'm, that is that is something that I am still like. Directing groups is a challenge. Um, you know, it's and getting everybody set up right, and you know, kind of have to. <laughs> That's where you lean on a lot of your influences because it's like, okay, does the singer need to be in front? Like, 
does, or does the guitarist own the band or, you know, who's, who, who's got important, you know, who, who gets the visual weight here. There's odd, you know, like, like tropey metal stuff that goes on where it's like, you know, you got to make sure that the singer is where, you know, he's in front or he's in the back, but it's the drummer is the only original member of the band. It gets real complicated, you know, so you have to make sure that everybody just, hopefully just, you just have a nice shower when it looks good. <laughs> you know, it, it's always, it's always fun, uh, but it's always difficult. It's for me, it's difficult. I, I am absolutely terrible with names in the moment. I tell everybody that I shoot with the minute we get started, I'm probably just going to point at your shirt and go like, Hey, obituary move six inches to the left. Cause I'll zone on their names. I do it almost every shoot. Even sometimes with people that I've shot with five times, my brain just tunes out. And I'm just going, you know, I'm in camera mode. I don't, I, you're just, a, you're just, you're just a person with a shirt, you know, you're, you're six feet four, you know, or five feet seven. And you know, <laughs> that's all that matters. You're blowing my mind. Honestly, I'm sure all metal fans are like me. I love looking at promo pics. Um, and I do think it's interesting how the different band members are positioned. And I say this as somebody who's been like the lead singer of a band, but definitely not the band leader and has appeared like you were mentioning, like in the side or in the back. I've never been in the middle of the composition. Uh, that was an accident. I didn't realize that people, I didn't realize the thought that went into it, you know? Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that you just, you just learn by watching, you see what everybody's putting out a little bit, you notice the recurring, you know, you know, okay, well, the singer is almost always the focal point of energy for the band. So they usually get the most promotional focus on you. I say, usually that's, you know, not always the case, obviously, but you know, sometimes, you know, and it, and it is, it is kind of cool to have that focal point for everything else, you know? One of the, you know, so I took some cool photos once of, uh, I think it was Uruk when, while they existed of just like all this, uh, a, a skull in a ravine and they were blurred out in the background. So there was nobody visible, you know, they were just kind of these spectral looking things and it, it didn't end up getting used, but it's still one of my favorite photos, you know? So, you know, the, yeah, it is weird. But yeah. Singer should always be somewhere like not in the back. <laughs> thank you. I was like, thank you. Thank you. I think the traditional hierarchy is singer, guitars, bass, and drums. That they kind of stagger that way. That's just what I've noticed. That and it's it's kind of a good fallback. It's, it's oddly weird. It also just depends on who's taller. You know. Like, oh Lord. Yeah, yeah. You got to play with height. You know. Um, I. It's always a good time. Man, there. You kind of brought my mind to point that band dynamics are a thing, right? Both within the band itself and between let's say a band that shares a member bands that play shows together a lot, you know, um, we all know that in Austin, there are maybe like different venues that certain bands will tend to gravitate toward. And I guess this is kind of like a high level question. So take this however you want it. But, um, what would you say the state of the metal scene in Austin and central Texas is like today, you know, like post quarantining as opposed to when you got started, have you seen any big uh, changes? Um, well, I mean, there are a few less venues. I mean, we lost a few, but I mean, it seems to be coming back pretty much with a vengeance. I mean, you had, you know, Hell's Heroes just go off flawlessly. Oblivion access go off really well. Um, you know, I would say, you know, the fact that there just is a robust scene at all is, is pretty awesome. Um, you know, I think a lot of the places will eventually change, but you know, 
that's, you know, that's kind of a, a sad inevitability for, but there are new venues popping up out of all this too. I've seen some new addresses on flyers. So, um, you know, I would say that is from my perspective, it's overall good. Like I literally can't go to all the shows I want to, because I don't have time, you know, it's just like, there's not a, you know, it's, I can't go to four shows a week these days, you know, not anymore. <laughs> so it, 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 at least, at least there's, there's stuff happening, you know, and, you know, there's, there's some, and there's still, there's something for every metal audience, you know, going on right now. So that's really good. Like there's nobody really being underserved at the moment. You know, a zero Watang fan because they got screwed on their visas again. I I love your perspective though. Like you said, change is inevitable. We're all still going to be here, hopefully standing um, at the end, being each other's support system. Yeah, I sincerely hope so. Yeah. Before I before we get too far into this interview, I just wanted to ask you: Are you available for hire right now by uh, Texas Metal Bands? Do you have any openings? And if so. How can people contact you? How can people see your work? Oh yeah, sure. Um, my promotables, uh, photography.com um, on Facebook, necroblockerphotography.com and Instagram, photos or at, sorry, at photos. Um, I am for hire. My availability is, you know, kind of sporadic at times. So, but yeah, I mean, any, I, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always willing to try to get people on the calendar. You know, I've been, as, as, as things have picked back up, you know, it is getting busy again. So I've been one of the, you know, so yeah, anyway, you can hire me short answer. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the last time I saw you, you were taking concert pictures at Hellfire Mafia had hired you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were really nice to us. Really good. Good to work with. I can't say that with Hellfire Mafia with Invisalign and <laughs> Exocatharsis was terrible too. Um, <laughs> you were shooting Hellfire Mafia. I saw you come and take it when you were shooting the highest. So you do concert uh, photos, you do promotional photos, and you do oh, you do a lot of videos as well. Because I saw a video that you worked on with Imprecation um, in collaboration with their bass player Jeff. As far as like the vision for it, is that something yeah. that you're looking to do more in the future? It, maybe that was a really long process and also kind of an emotional one because as uh, people know the uh, the drummer who was in that video uh, the last video i worked with them for past of covid and so it kind of was you know it's, been, it's just been a very drawn out it, drawn out process and it was it, and i discovered also during covid i'm not a great editor i love to shoot i love to do video but i'm not i'm not passionate about it so i'm more of a higher gun when it comes to doing that is I've been doing a lot some more freelance video work instead, but just handing it off because video work just takes too much time. And I just don't have it. You know, it's just day and a half hours in a day. I'd, I'd love to do more of it, but it's, you know, kind of limited right now. It's like maybe one or two a year. <laughs> I get that for sure. Um, before we move on, thank you for reminding me. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. If you haven't seen the video, that Negra Blanca did with Imprecation, please watch it to um, honor memories. Keep that memory oh, that, alive. That, one isn't, that isn't quite out yet. Um, oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, that Can one, you... just did the, no, the video that I did with that one was uh, last album. Yeah, that was, so that one, yes, but please go watch that one because it's cool anyway. Please watch that one as well. Um, by the way, I should have said this earlier, but Negra Blanca is 
spelled how you would think it is. It's necro for death yeah, and blanco. Yeah. <laughs> where did where did that come from, by the way? I've been meaning to ask you. Uh, yeah, um, it's one of those weird. I just it. I was trying to come up with a cool name because other photographers had other. You know, that was kind of the thing. Um, so it was. A, I was going to do at the time. I was my was my plan was to go super. You know, cult and do all black and white photos, and that was going to be it. So Necro Blanca was like a play on words for Negro Blanca. Um, I just, you know, and then I, and then it stuck before I could go, man, I don't really know if I love that name. <laughs> so, but here we are. So too late now, man. <laughs> that's punny. That's clever. I love it. Yeah. So uh, but that's, that's the origin of that. I love that. Um, you know, you have so many things coming up besides the new video that uh, you were just mentioning to me. What else can we expect to see from you? Oh, just, like- yeah. Some- working with the guys from Martyred for their, their new album. I honestly don't remember the name, the title. It escapes me. Actually, I don't know if they even told me the title. Um, but yeah, I just got done working with them on some photos for that. And like I said, Horror Bethlehem's coming into town for stuff like that. Um, probably going to do maybe hit down to dist- go shoot Destroying Texas Festival in June. So I'll be in and around. Um, you know, I might, I'll be popping around to live shoots and just taking photos randomly here and there. So yeah, that's it. You'll see Eric around. He's well, first of all, the first clue is he has a huge camera, like you were saying. Um he's way too big. Tall, um, red beard. So am I am I at liberty to tell people to come say hey? Um you are yeah, you know, as long yeah, for sure. I'm I'm I, I I'm approachable. Unless you're a weirdo. Weirdos. <laughs> anyway, actually, if you're a weirdo, never listen to this podcast again because you're weirdos. But <laughs> no, I I myself can't wait to see you again. And before I let you go, we do have a fan question. It's from Hurricane G from Bondbreaker. I know you have done some photos for them. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know, which bands have you most enjoyed shooting? Oh goodness, that's that's horrible. God, you're gonna make me choose. Um, you know, I would say that my first. It, honestly, I, I don't know how much I've replicated. Just kind of the the fun of doing my first one because it was so funny. Like I, my instinct was to try. You know, and granted, I was it was widower, and we were doing promotional work, and I really did like. I worked with those guys on a lot of stuff before they broke up, and I did like working with them a lot because they were just fun guys to work with you know, and kind of, I, I miss those guys. I miss that band a lot, actually, because they're really good. Uh, currently, you know, I'm, you know, I, I really enjoy working with Imprecation. Um, you know, they've been really, Jeff and I are good. You know, I think we make a, a good creative team. He, he did most of the editing for the last video we worked on and did a great job and kind of salvaged what was kind of a, kind of some, some dead ends on that one. So, you know, those are bands that I, like I said, I've collaborated with for a while and, you know, or did collaborate with for a while and a little past and present. So Widower is kind of one of my faves at first, but I've also worked on a lot with um, Destroyer of Light and kind of the stable of bands there with Witch Cryer and uh, Temple of Love. Um, one of the better experiences I had with them was I got to do a behind the scenes photo shoot uh, for Temple of Love's recording sessions, um, which was really cool because I'd never done anything like that. So it was really fun to, to go behind the scenes, just kind of be a fly on the wall you know, more documentary style, you know, bottom black and white, you know, <laughs> it's very really cool. Yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. 
So before I let you go, is there anything else you want to talk about or mention or that you'd like to say to our listeners? Oh, yeah. Go check out Trenchant's new album, Occult Commando. Or Commando Occult, man. I mean, let me let me redo that one. Holy crap. Yeah. You're gonna love uh, and I felt bad because at first I was thinking about going Commando. And I was like, no, you're not going to say that that's not on what, the podcast. Yeah, well, you're not going to say that on the podcast. <laughs> Trenchant's Brilliant Commando um, is out now. Uh, yeah. Com- <laughs> yeah. Right now, if, if I recommend everybody check out Commando Occult by Trenchant on Bandcamp. Go get it. It rules. You guys did a great job. Eric, thank you so much for being here. I've been looking thank forward to this. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is a fun conversation. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it very much. Well, everybody go check out Necroblanca. Um, check out the socials. Give him a follow. You'll learn about so many new bands and his new visual work. Uh, once again, I'm Kitty Farmer. That's Eric Bredhauer. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>